I've spent so much time uh, in the professional circuit, you know, being concerned about every little possible thing that could make somebody injured and uh, possibly miss a game. And that, that stuff is devastating at that level and really can't afford injuries at all. I mean, these guys are being paid tons and tons and tons and tons of money to perform at a high level night in and night out and being... They're certainly not getting paid to be in the training room or on the disabled list. So that was always an absolutely massive concern of mine. So I spent a ton of time diving into uh, muscle firing and anatomical asymmetries and, you know, fascia, soft tissue modalities and all sorts of different ways that I could prevent injury from happening. And, you know, it really has taken me away from... I guess my roots of just kind of being a savage in the weight room and you know I used to I used to be the guy to just like full mental toughness dude and I would just absolutely blast just ridiculous nonsense for workouts but you know ultimately like I really I really enjoyed and I think a lot of people I think that's why CrossFit gets a lot of a lot of love you know amongst a few other things but I think CrossFit in particular uh, gets people to appreciate what it feels like to work hard, to earn something, to sweat, to move. And I think that's, I think that's a huge reason why that's, that's so popular. And I think a lot of people, I think there's a lot of personal trainers out there and definitely strength coaches who got into the field because they, quote, discovered fitness. And they discovered what it feels like to feel that good and that amazing and that accomplished. And, you know, I think that's initially one of the big draws to, for me in the industry. Like, I had no concept of the depth that you could actually go within strength and conditioning. Like, I did not ever anticipate opening neuroscience textbooks. I did not ever anticipate getting my license in massage therapy. There's so many things that I did not anticipate or even come close to anticipating being part of the journey or the process to becoming a really good strength and conditioning professional. And, you know, I think the, the nuts and bolts and the foundation, my, my strength and conditioning foundation is based on mental toughness, uh, one-legged bench, rear foot elevated squat holds, uh, blasting ridiculous workouts, conditioning, the whole what are you doing when nobody else is watching mantra. I mean, those are the things that I really built. Like my whole basketball career, my ability to, the sole reason that I played Division One was just exclusively because of my my work ethic and and absolute will to compete at no other level than Division One, and that's really, I mean, I think that's the foundation of, of my career, and, and having gone into the professional ranks, and then being so, my life being so dramatically affected by the, uh, the introduction of PRI into my, into my world that, you know, I, I went so far down that rabbit hole, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm still going to continue to plunge deeper and deeper into that rabbit hole, but now that I'm outside of the pros, and I'm in a world where it's not so life and death, you know, if somebody, if somebody gets injured. And, and I'm not saying that I am putting people at risk for injury now. But what I am saying is that, you know, I'm no longer in a world where, uh, you know, it's rampant stress. Like everybody that I deal with did not just come off of a four-game and five-night bender. They, everybody that I deal with is not in the, in the thick of a 162-game schedule and and maybe staring down the the barrel of a of a playoff run deep into October. You know, I'm dealing with people who have pretty consistent day-to-days or I'm dealing with athletes who are trying to get to that level and they need to get better. They need to develop a body that can take them to that level. 
and uh, a massive disservice would be to uh, exclusively focus on these uh, injury prevention techniques that I've developed or just, or just be, it would be a massive disservice to them to be so concerned about how, you know, the, every possible injury thing that could possibly pop up for them along the way because they want, you know, there, there is of course some risk involved, but these guys, they, they, we need to train their body, and the only way to do that is through is through actually training. I talk to a lot of strength and conditioning coaches throughout the course of my day, week, month, year, and uh, a topic that's coming up a lot more and more and more in my circle is quote, just train, just do it. Like don't get don't get fancy, don't keep it simple and just train. Like that's all you got to do. Strip away all the crap, strip away all the bullshit, and just train. Okay, and you know we're talking squat, we're talking deadlift, like super simple stuff. We're talking bench press. Uh, I'm right now in the middle of uh, reading Mass and Mass Two by Pat Davidson. I've just blasted triphasic training again, and I'm starting to go through some Charlie Francis material, some Dan John material, and I'm really starting to learn from old school style strength coaches. And maybe my progression as a coach is a little bit backwards because I went. Uh, straight to the straight to the professional ranks where it just kind of took off on me and going in the more you know calculated injury prevention style route and, and but getting back into it it's 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 making me revisit my roots and making me revisit why I got into the industry in the first place and it, you know what it it really feels good to to rediscover it and, and start pushing it back onto my clients and letting them see what it feels like to be accomplished and sweat and earn it. And now in my own head, I have all of that injury preventative uh, information where I can look at them and see where things may actually need to be addressed. And, and, but at the end of the day, like nobody's really gonna get much stronger off of a push-pull combo or nobody's gonna get a whole lot stronger off of you know, a, a tricep pull down like that, a lat raise, a bicep curl, like you don't actually get that much stronger from doing that stuff. And if you actually want somebody to get stronger and improve their performance, you got to You got to get under some weight. You got to move some load and you got to put the bar on your back. And, and now that I'm starting to rediscover that it's, it's, it's extremely refreshing. And I know a lot of people that I, that I deal with in my circles are, are super, super heavy into PRI and, 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 and other modalities as well, soft tissue or whatever it may be. But and I would encourage you to just kind of step back and make sure that you're looking at things the right way and making sure that there's still load being applied in your training sessions that can actually make an actual change. And I'll, I'll refer you to my previous, my previous post and I believe podcast where I talk about what it takes to actually make a change and that you really actually have to experience a lot of failure to send uh, danger signals to the brain and the body to let them know that you're, you're in trouble, you're, the, the safety of your organism is in trouble and you have to send help to protect it from whatever external load or external threat that you're, uh, that you're pr producing onto the body. So that being said, like really start st trying to appreciate what kind of changes you're making in your program. Are you producing enough of a threat to the, to the body and the system to actually get to the place that your client or you want your client to get to? And uh, that being said, and the, uh, I guess the 
silver lining of all of this is that it feels damn good to do it and it feels damn good to be an accomplished uh, weightlifter, to be somebody who is, has finished a, a tough workout, who has sweat, who has earned their recovery. Um, one, one good quote that I, I don't even know where I came across, of it, across, across it, somewhere probably on the Twitter, Twitterverse, um, but they said, you have to, if, if, you're go, if you want to recover, you have to have something to recover from. And man, that says a great, like I spent so much time learning about recovery and understanding that spectrum of it and how best to do that because that's what fit my model the best. But now, I, now I'm in the business of actually applying that stress to somebody and then I'll worry about put, taking it down and peeling back those layers and you know, the insane amount of layers that are involved in recovery and stress reduction. Um, but, you know, when you leave, when, when this podcast ends here in a couple seconds, I want you to think about what kind of stress are you putting on your body or, or on your athletes, clients' bodies, and it is, is it enough to take them to where they want to go?